Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. What we've been talking about over the last several weeks is who, who are we as a church, our core values. And I've titled this series, uh, it's titled This Is Us. And today we're going to finish this series, This Is Us, with our last core value. So our, our first week, the first core value was faith. And I know everybody right now, I want you to go ahead and type in the chat uh, our statement of faith, our slogan, if you will, that comes, goes along with faith that we talked about that first week. I know you all remember it. I know you took good notes, so you're typing that in right now. It's faith is our first value. And here's how we say it. Faith is the filter of our lives. Faith is the filter of our lives. The second um, value that, that we covered, I know you guys remember this too, it's unity. Unity is that second value. So go ahead and type in our statement of unity. You remember that? It's a little more intricate, but it's we, uh, we celebrate everyone's God-given uniqueness. We celebrate everyone's God-given uniqueness. I almost stumbled right there, but I'm sure you got it right in the chats. And then Pat, last week we, we talked about our third core value, which is community. It's community, and this has two statements. Go ahead and type those in the chats right now. I know because I know you remember the ones with community. The, the statements with community are: uh, we create community and we serve our community. We create community and we serve our community. Today, we're going to finish with our final core value of this is us, of who we are as people of Faith for Life. And, and this core value is love. It's love. Our statement with that is love is what we do. Love is what we do. Now, the problem with this is we define love in different ways. <laughs> Growing up, I grew up in a suburb just outside of Atlanta in Woodstock, Georgia, um, which actually has been in the news recently for not so good reasons. Some, some young men at a Jimmy John's made a very terrible, horrible mistake and videoed it and broadcasted it and um, got on the news and, and for horrible, horrific reasons. But I love Woodstock. I love where I come from. I love the people there. And, and I'll never forget, I, I, there was a, I lived near a cul-de-sac, but not in a cul-de-sac. And it was probably four or five houses down was the cul-de-sac. And my best friend growing up in the entire world lived in the house uh, in the cul-de-sac that had a basketball goal. And, and his name was Wayne Moss. And me and Wayne Moss, he was older, so we weren't just friends. I probably thought we were friends, but really it was like I admired him. I was almost like a little brother that he didn't have, and so I'd tag along and all that kind of stuff. But, man, I loved Wayne. I mean, Wayne was my friend. He was really one of my heroes, probably an, even an idol. Um, but, man, I loved Wayne. We played basketball together. We'd play football and baseball. He liked to play football with me because I was younger. So him and his friends, uh, we'd go out and we'd play football on the streets. And I would always say, two-hand touch, two-hand touch, because these guys are bigger than me. They're older than me. I'm already small, and then I'm younger. And they'd say, yeah, yeah, we'll play two-hand touch. Sure enough, I'd catch the ball and I'd be running, and their two-hand touch inevitably made me bleed every time. Because I would go sliding across the pavement either on my knees or on my chest or some kind of way. But, man, I loved Wayne. I loved Wayne. 
The love that I felt for Wayne in the scriptures, there's, there's, a, there's a, a Greek word for that, and um, it's called phileo. It, it's the kind of love that you have for a friend. It's, it's, it's a unique kind of love that, that you feel for a friend. It's just not, not the encompassing, all-encompassing definition of love. See, when I got to Oral Roberts University, I saw this young lady there. And the first time I saw her, I mean, my eyes lit up. I don't know if it was love at first sight, but, I, but I'm, I'll never forget. I, I told myself, man, if I could ever marry that girl, everything would be all right. Like, I would be the man. Sure enough, I'm the man. No, but I did marry that girl. And, and, and I love my wife. And I don't love my wife the same way that I love Wayne when I was growing up. Like that, that, no. No, I love my wife and I love my wife differently. In the Greek, that when I first saw my wife, um, the love that I had for her is called eros, which is a, a sexual type of love, an attraction in that way. We, we got married and we had kids and, and man, I'll never forget it, um, having our first child. And all of a sudden he's born into this world and man, I have a love for that child. I mean, a love that I cannot explain. And it's different than the love I had for Wayne. <laughs> it's different from the love I had for Priscilla. But it's love and it's real and it's powerful. The Greek has a word for that that's also translated in the scriptures, and that's called um, storge, and that's this affection that we have, usually for either a child or maybe even the elderly or a parent, some, some that, that form. But it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus that I experienced this fourth kind of love, the kind of love that we do here at Faith Life. When you're talking about this is us, we do this kind of love. This is the kind of love that we do. And that kind of love is called agape. It's the God kind of love. It's based on a decision, not based on a feeling. It, 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 is, it is not based on your performance. It's based on a choice that I make to love you. When we say this is us, and we say love is our core value, and, and, and love is what we do, what we're really saying is agape is our core value, and agape is what we do. Let me read to you um, this morning from 1 John chapter 3. I'm going I'm to begin in verse 11. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. I read out of the English Standard Version. It says this, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Now, if you don't know this story, you can go back to Genesis chapter 4. You can read the first several verses of that. It's really, um, it's, it's really short and to the point, this story. Uh, Adam and Eve had Cain. Then after they had Cain, they had a, 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 his brother named Abel. They have this time where Cain brings an offering to the Lord, but he doesn't bring his first. He doesn't bring his best, and so the Lord rejects it. But Abel brings an offering to the Lord, and he brings his first, and he brings his best, and the Lord accepts it. This causes Cain to be so angry and jealous that he kills 
his brother. And then the Lord comes to him, and this is where, if, you, if you're not familiar with that, that uh, story, you, you've surely heard this phrase, am I my brother's keeper? This is where that comes from. And so here, uh, we are to not be like Cain. Um, <laughs> we are not to be like Cain. And the reason here that, that uh, John says that Cain murdered his brother is because of his own deeds. His own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. And then verse 13, it says, do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. So we're, we're told that we should love one another. And then just two verses later, don't be surprised that the world hates you. So clearly, our love, because this word love is agape, our love is not based on what we receive in return. Because John says the world is going to hate you, but you should still love. This is who you are. This is what you do. Love is what you do. Love is what we do. In verse 14, it says, we know that we have passed out of death into life. Because, now passing out of death into life is passing out of being lost into being saved. Out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. These terms are all interchangeable throughout the New Testament. And so John is saying, you know that you are no longer under Satan's control. You are now a son or a daughter of God because, here's the reason. Because you have memorized all the scriptures. You have been to every church service that you possibly could have been to. You've given to the poor. You have spent uh, four hours in prayer every single day. It doesn't say any of that. Here's the reason that you know that you've left out of death and into life. Because we love, which is agape, the brothers. That's how we know that we're saved because of our love. In John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus says that we will be known by our love. If you've given your life to Christ, you should be known by your love. Not by your knowledge, not by your revelation, not by your righteousness, not by your holiness, but by your love. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. Mm. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding or living in him. By this we know love, that he, talking about Jesus, laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how, how? How does God's love live in him? Essentially, how is that even possible? By this, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Now, we definitely don't have time right now to go through all that the scriptures tell us about love. And, and the power of love and how we should love. I mean, you, you can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and, you know, it's a very uh, popular uh, chapter of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't boast. It doesn't envy. All these things about love, these characteristics about love. We, we just read that, word is, that love is not just in word or in talk, but it's in deed and in truth. 
um, we could continue on over in the next chapter and read more about love and God's love and our love. And, and, and we're told in the, great, uh, in the great commandment that we should love God with everything that we have. With everything that we have. And the scripture makes it clear. How do we love God? What does that mean? Does that mean phileo, storge? Does that mean, doesn't mean eros. Or does it mean agape? It means agape. And so what does that look like naturally? The scripture makes it very clear. To love God is to obey God. So if you want to love God with everything that you have, then you need to obey God with everything that you have. But what about each other? What about each other? Because to love each other doesn't mean that you need to obey each other and everything that someone else tells you. That's not agape towards your brother. We could continue on, and man, there's so many different things that we could read throughout the New Testament that tells us about love. But let me give you a powerful, powerful summary. And we read it in verse 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, that Jesus decided that he was going to come down here to be among us, to be tempted in every way but not to sin, to live a sinless life and yet allow himself to be captured and beaten and mocked and spit on, to ultimately be crucified, not because he did anything wrong, but to, because he so loved us and to pay the price for what we did wrong. That he would do that and that he would obey his father. And the obedience was so powerful. His love was so powerful that it literally saves us today. That he not only died and went down into hell, but he defeated Satan and took the keys of death. And, hell. and he rose again on that third day to be alive and seated at the right hand of the Father forevermore that we may live and have eternal life and abundant life. And then he sent his Holy Spirit because he said it's great. It was amazing for Emmanuel. God could come down here and be with us. And that is amazing. And God loved being with us. But he loved it so much that he's like, no, I need more of that. And so now because Jesus has died and risen again and when we give our lives to him, he comes and lives on the inside of us. And, the, and God sends the Holy Spirit to be in us. And, and so that he never has to leave us and he never has to turn his back on us. So he's not just here with us for 33 years in a certain area of the world, but he's in all of us that have given our lives to him all across the world for the entirety of our lives. And we will be with him for eternity. Man, that's good news. And because of all of that, 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 that sacrifice that he made, we are called we are challenged, we are even commanded to love in the same way. We ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. This is us. This is what we do. We love. Love is what we do. What does that mean? We sacrifice for you. We sacrifice for you. We may not feel like you know, sacrificing. We may not even uh, 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 phileo you. Like, we may not even really like you. <laughs> we, we definitely don't storge or arrows. Like, like we, we may not even like you. But this is what we do. 
we love, we agape, we choose that I am going to lay down my life and sacrifice for you because Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the all-powerful, all-knowing one, laid down his life for me. And if he laid down his life for me so that I could spend eternity with him, then surely I can lay down my life for an hour, for a day, for a week, even for a year, even for an extended period of time for you. This is us. This is us at Faith for Life. We are people that love agape. That's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do inside of this place. It's what we do outside of this place. If you happen to work around one of us, we are going to love you because that's what we do. We may not like you, but we will love you. We will pray to like you, but we will love you. We will sacrifice for you. If you get around us in a grocery store or at a park or at school or, or <laughs> if we get in front of you or behind you on the highway, we, love is what we do. We will sacrifice for you. We will let you get in front of us even if you're going really slow. Now I'm speaking some of this out of faith. But we, this is what we do. We love. Love is what we do. It's who we are. It's our core value. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.